Hey. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast, I Totally Relate. I'm Rissy. And I'm Shelves. And we hope you guys can totally relate. Would you like to introduce yourself to our listeners? I'm Maddie. I'm Maddie. Um... I'm from Linden, Utah. How do you guys know each other? We live uh, together. Oh, you guys were roommates. Uh, we were yeah. roommates. Yeah, the four hundred three hearts in uh, in uh, Provo. Mm-hmm. Right before I got married, after my mission, before I got married. Okay, we were you were fresh off of your mission. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, oh, it was like it was a few months after I got home from the mission. Mm-hmm. It was a hit. It was a total hit. Immediately. <laughs> immediately nice. yeah okay yeah it was right. so fun we all right had some good times at that yeah. house and mm-hmm. well we even went to new york together we did, uh, that I experience forgot. that i shared about that oh, yeah. um that palm reader oh Remember yeah that palm mm-hmm. reader stopped mm-hmm. us on the street yep. and um maddie was on who helped me set up that secret recording <laughs> oh yeah um, <laughs> you still have that recording the lady literally said to me she was like why did you stop doing yoga it's your it's like your key to life it is your key to life oh well, my remember gosh. how crazy that was yes. but i didn't even hear that at that point but yeah, yeah maddie was maddie was who was showing me around brooklyn that day so mm-hmm. uh we've mm-hmm. been through some on some adventures together yes. and yeah we've been around the block a few times we have okay why were you in, you in new york though so i was going i went to utah state right after high school okay. and i was there for like a year and a half and my best friend had graduated already and she was like I'm moving out to New York and I'm gonna just after school before I get a job my sister lives out there and we're I'm gonna live with her and she's like I just feel like you need to come with me and I was doing school and I was like I don't know if I what like that's so <laughs> random I never wanted to live in New York but yeah I just felt like I needed to go so we moved out to Brooklyn with her sister for a couple months well so she she lived out there with me for about three months and then she got a job doing did she do weather no she did she did uh just reporting in in colorado that's what she graduated for was broadcasting journalism oh, anyway cool. so she moved out there three months after we got out there and i was like why are you leaving me <laughs> like yeah. you brought me out here what am i yeah. supposed to do um so i lived with her sister for another like month or two and then i got in contact with the singles ward that was in the city and that was kind of like the place to be for for young single yeah single mormons and so i moved just found some apartment to live in with some other mormons and lived there for another year i think and then felt like i needed to go on a mission so i went on a mission after like a year and a half two years out there oh my gosh where did you serve riverside california oh okay yeah all right did you like that hated it (laughs) absolutely hated it why tell me why Oh, there's a lot of trauma from that time. Okay. A lot of trauma. Um, I found out that I was, uh, I had anxiety and depression out there. Like, I didn't realize that I had it before. Mm-hmm. My dad grew up with a lot of, or in his 30s, he realized that he had depression. Like, it really hit him super hard. And so he sat us down, like, all my sisters when we were a little bit, I don't know how old we were. And he was just like, if you experience these things, please come talk to me because this is like serious and whatever. But he told us like his symptoms 
and none of us had those same same symptoms. So none of us even realized it was we never talked about mental health back then. Yeah. So none of us even have had any of those symptoms. And so they didn't catch it. We didn't catch it until I was on my mission. Yeah. And um, I took like one of those like surveys or whatever. And the mission nurse called me and she's like, uh, Maddie, you have severe depression. <laughs> Like, how did you not catch this before? <laughs> and I was like, what? But it was like a huge, it was like a huge moment. Cause I, yeah. I realized I, I failed college. Like I, I was about to get kicked out. Like it was not good. Mm. Um, and I realized like in that moment, I remember like where I was standing. I was, I was like, I could actually, I could actually go to school and like hold a job and like mm. not feel like I'm drowning all the time. Like there's a solution. I can get on medication, like all these things. So that was, I, I know I was supposed to be on my mission to find that. Not that I couldn't find it, like find out about it any other way, but um, that that's was, how it that's happened. How it happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there was a lot of trauma in regards to my mental health and companions, not, not trauma from my companions, but just not, my mission president not understanding mm-hmm. and I just think the the mission culture or not even just the culture just how missions are is pretty toxic I don't I don't agree with it at all mm-hmm. and so just that like mixed with like the whole just you got to go out you got to do like be completely mm-hmm. go 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 all the time and you have to find like just like the guilt of like it's oh, your fault because yeah. no one's Obviously, they, they don't say it like this, but it's your fault that no one is being baptized. And just, I, it was just a, yeah. a lot. So I came home and felt like I needed to be pretty open about my experience because anxiety and depression, like coming home early is obviously. That fun. is shameful. <laughs> yeah, pretty found upon. Mm. Um, really shameful. And I was just, I like I I am able to speak up pretty easily and I don't feel guilty about a lot of things I mean I do I do but at the same time I just I'm able to be like no this is stupid so I felt like I needed to like use my voice to make others feel especially coming home early make Mm -hmm. others feel like you don't need to feel guilty about this that's so that's not it's not okay that that that's what it is that that you have to feel so shameful so Mm -hmm. I was able to help a lot of people, which is really great. Hold on. Sweet little Maddie, take us back to when you are born. How many How many siblings in your family? Do you just have sisters? Just sisters. And there's four of us. Okay. Four girls. And are your parents religious? Like, mm-hmm. did they raise you in the church mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. Utah County? Yeah. So um, I was born here in on um, Stadium Avenue, Provo, Provo, um, in my grandparents' basement. And then a you lot of- home birth? No. Sorry. No. I mean, I was living there. Okay, no. I was like, we need to talk to your mom no. on the podcast. No, but she did. I mean, she did all of us naturally. Yeah. Crazy. Woohoo. Crazy. Yeah. Um, Go Maddie's mom. And after, I mean, I don't know how she did it because she had HG pregnancies too, and I, oh. I do, and all my sisters, well, my youngest sister didn't, but all the rest of us did. My grandma did. And she did it, she, she still did it naturally. I don't know. I don't know if she did it. It's crazy. But anyway, yeah, I was born in Provo, and I think about like... I was almost a year when we moved out to the East Coast um, and lived in North Carolina for like five years, I think, and then Maryland for a year, and then we moved back here. So uh, from what I remember, we grew up – I grew up right. here. Oh, wait. That's kind of cool, though. Why is your is, – are you guys traveling for your dad's job? Or like why is your yeah, family like he's getting in, out of Utah? He's an economist, and that was – I he, he worked the building that National Geographic 
was at and I always thought that that's where he worked I always told everybody that I was like my dad works in National Geographic when he did not at all um yeah embarrassing but whatever I love it um but yeah econ and then he got um a teaching job part-time here at BYU and he's done that for the last 25 30 years is your family still religious my parents are Okay. All of my sisters, I don't know if you knew that, all my sisters are now out. Okay. Like really? My older sister, Danny, who was like primary president. Danny's out. Yeah, Danny's out. The, like me and Danny kind of left the same time. At the same time? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my younger sister was married in the temple uh-huh. to a man and is now divorced and is dating a cute, cute girl. Um, she's so cute. I just am so happy for her. She okay. came out as Yay. bi at first and then now she, I think she's just queer. Um I don't really know how she identifies. I shouldn't put things in her mouth. But, um, but yeah, she's dating a cute girl. Um, so, obviously, that she's struggling with that. She's out of the church, but is still struggling with, you know, yeah. the whole, I don't know, what's the word, labels and, yeah. Mm. Anyway, so. Well, it is an identity, right? Like, being a Mormon is such a core part of your identity. Everything. Mm-hmm. Especially if you grow up in it. Yes. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's. It is in every single part of you. Like, yeah. you are shaped around that. Yes. And there is there is no space for it not to be true, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It yeah. just is. Yeah. It just is. So, of course, yep. it was true. Yeah. There was no uh, there was no other option. Not, not that I ever thought that there should be another option. It was just like... This is life. Yeah. And my, my parents are pretty progressive. My mom, my mom's pretty, like devout but my dad has always has been really open about always having questions and it's okay to question and never was like you can only be friends with mormons you know like i felt like i grew up in a pretty progressive home so that gave us space to question Mm -hmm. i was talking to my dad recently and i i am recently speaking up about being out of the church and like on social media and Mm -hmm. i asked him like are you okay with me doing this? Like, how do you feel about this? Like, I'm going to do it either way. But sure, like, yeah. how do you feel about this? Yeah. And he's like, I think it's great. I think like these words need to be said. But at one point he was like, he's like, I'm not, I don't want you to take it this way. Cause I, I don't want it. Like, it's going to sound wrong. But he's, he was like, my dad, my grandpa was um, BYU, BYU. He taught shorthand writing, mm-hmm. shorthand yeah. at BYU. Um, and if he had lived longer, he would have been like an apostle, like Gary, like at least a member of the 70, like he was very devout. And my dad was like, I, if I had been more like my dad, would you all still be in the church? Not that, Um, not that like, I'm sad that you guys aren't, I mean, to a degree. Yeah. But would my head, would my teachings had stuck more with you guys? And me and my sister were listening to this and we were like, don't how could you even guilt yourself about that you're being open about your questions and about your not knowing is what gave us space to explore Mm -hmm. and yeah we all left the church but that's not a bad thing like we are Mm -hmm. able to help create a culture all of us are all my sisters are like speaking up about this and creating space for people to feel like it's okay to question Mm -hmm. and whatever you decide is 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 great and those who leave the church are not these people that need to be shunned or 
or um, felt bad, like, like yeah. sad, for. sad for, yeah, yeah and I pitied I'm, or looked down yeah. upon mm-hmm. or judged or well maybe they just weren't righteous enough right. or right. they must be sinning, yeah, like, or how, yeah, how could you or, put your your desire to drink above like the commandments above your covenants yeah. that type of thing yeah <laughs> barf um <laughs> yeah but that's real like people oh, like yeah. even if, even if you don't actually believe that you think it yeah. like it just i still think things like yes. that and i'm the like oh they have tattoos i have <laughs> tattoos maddie you have tattoos how do you still think that like oh they're not yeah. wearing the garments you don't wear garments now maddie like why do you yeah. it's just ingrained in you like yeah. you just think mm-hmm. like that and mm-hmm. it takes a long time to deconstruct that so him giving space for that like was so healthy for us yeah and and i'm grateful that he wasn't like my grandpa yeah not that my grandpa was he was a incredible guy but i i needed to have the dad that i did yeah. to be able to well, question and the impact that that probably had on your mental health right so like if you didn't feel like oh it's okay for me to question chances are you were probably going to question anyways right and so and not feel guilty about questioning. yeah, yeah. It, yeah. it was That's just like deal. the the safety of your mental health like yeah. it could have been much more detrimental mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. oh my yep. goodness okay well first of all i just want to like applaud your parents <laughs> like thank you so much yeah, for like great. being kind and loving and not shunning it's or so hard. shaming it's so hard in in this culture yeah mm-hmm. it is really it is really hard a lot of it is because like we have the answers right like right. We have all of the answers for life. Right. Why would you go away from that? Like, yeah. isn't it so nice to know what's going to happen when you die right. or the right. exact things you need to do in order to be in, like, the happiest yep. place when X, you y, die? And, Z, and you can, like, if you're not doing that, like, it's a, why aren't you doing that? Yeah. Because you're going to know what to do and you're going to know. Yeah. Which is just, I don't, I don't believe that anymore. Yeah. I just don't believe that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it doesn't, it doesn't take, so for, for me, let me know if you felt the same about this. It didn't take much for, like, the ideas to just kind of, like, crumble. Like, the idea mm-hmm. that it was founded on. Like, right. Like, that was kind of, like, that was blown over, like, right. with a feather. Like, that didn't stand at all. But the feelings were still very tangled up on the inside. Yeah. yeah. Even though. Still are for yeah, me a lot of the time. I'm like, Joseph Smith was a pervert. Yeah. Oh, my God. If he yeah. existed today, yeah. like, none of these Mormon moms would want their daughters anywhere mm-hmm. around him. Mm-hmm. And so. And it wasn't just the time period. Like, that's just. It was not just a time period. That was just the time. Like, it, like women, well, that was women married said? young. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it was. No, actually, they didn't. They didn't that at that why, time. That was still shunned at that time. That's why really? they were all tarred and feathered. It was because mm-hmm. the rest of the men in the communities were like, oh, that's, hell no. Why are you doing this? This is disgusting. Why yeah. are you doing this? Mm-hmm. It was not. Yeah, Wait, what, it was not. What are you saying they're doing? Like, what are they doing? Marrying girls young. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yes. Like, like 14. Some, some 14, as young as 12. Yeah. 14 to 17 were a lot of them. Um, some older women. Uh, and, and what and year they, is this? They're saying that that was like the culture of eighteen thirties. Well, this is the, the this is the principle of the Lord. Like the the Lord has shown Himself to Joseph Smith and said, "It is time to bring forth the last dispensation. You are going to restore the true church upon the earth." And from that point on, Joseph Smith was in communication with God, in which he was relaying to him the principles or the foundations of the gospel. And it gets pretty iffy around that idea of like you need to seal yourself to, like in the temple to or just in general I, at the time there wasn't mm-hmm. some there were sometimes it was not in the temple because there yeah. weren't temples at the yeah time, right um but like you need to marry these girls and and 
I think that and, and it was multiple women, right? It was polygamy and that was a big deal. Right. That was a big issue for a lot of people in, in the United States. Like people were just like, This is not okay. Especially because if they had any sort of upbringing like we did, of course, the if the prophet came to me, right? Like at the yeah. time, I mean, not not now. It would it would be frowned upon now. But you believe the prophet. You believe that he has guidance for everything, and so from God. And so, of course, you're gonna be like, okay, well, if you if God's telling you to marry me, I guess you marry me. And it, it wasn't mm. just young girls. It was women who were married to other men, and it was secretly done. Men who were sent on missions across like across the sea. And he would marry their wives. As they were gone. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So it was just, yeah. It was Not very... a great time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's Not see. Great. He, I think Emma, so his wife found out about the other wives when he married wife number 23. She was not aware. That was an easy thing to be like, um, no, no, yeah. that's not, I, I don't believe in that at all. And mm-hmm. that wasn't a huge issue for me. Like, that was easy to be like, nope, like, yeah. that was wrong. And it's okay that they got things wrong. It's yeah. okay. Like, it's not right, but also I'm okay letting that go and not have everything crumble. Yeah. And, but that is the, the case for some people. It's yeah. like, he has to be, he had to be the prophet. He had to be the, the prophet that knew exactly what was going on. And he didn't, he didn't, uh, it, it was, it was everything. And he, he had to have been in communication with God exactly. And that's not the case, you know, that's yeah. not the case. And it's okay. I'd like, I'm okay with that being like, I, I don't have a big problem. I think it's because of how I was raised. I, 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 I'm like, okay, well, it's okay that the prophet didn't doesn't know everything and gets things wrong. Like, that was easy for me to just yeah. set aside. And so mm-hmm. that was, like, early on, I mean, really my whole life, I was like, okay, like, this is not something that I fully believe in. But it was like, I, I think it's more of the current issues that yeah. were a big, a big yeah. deal for me. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, well, part, I think part of the reason why that's easy it, for some people to be able to let go of this because they have an answer for that, right? right. Like, right. he is a man. Here's an and here's an answer. Like a little, like, tie it up in a bow. Like, yeah. it's, it's easy to, like, yeah. They give them to us. They're like, yeah. yeah. Well, he is also a human. Yeah. He's not Christ, so he is going to make mistakes. So sometimes he might have got things wrong. Even though we don't, like, they say things, and it's like, you have to believe it. It's yeah. Like, you don't actually believe that, do you? Like, yeah. You obviously don't believe that because current day, if President Nelson said something says something you believe like it's that like, is gospel that is gospel and it's like but you just said they're men and it's like why can't you just like just see those two things i don't know it's just i think i think because they put both statements out right and then people will naturally gravitate to one or the other right and it will give them solace for like whatever their concerns them, are yeah. right and then right they and they can on. pick and choose kind of wh- yep. which i which i agree with the idea of picking and choosing and and cafeteria mormon and like have like doing what's right for you and not taking everything at face value and just saying it's not black and white and it's okay for it to be gray and i don't agree with this but i do agree with this like i believe that in all aspects right and in in everything in life like it's never black and white and it's not supposed to be like that and so it's 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 okay and and you don't feel like it's okay but it's okay to 
to not agree with everything. And yeah. I think that's how a lot of people are <sighs> continuing yeah. to stay, continuing, like that's the only way they can stay is because they have, they like have to reconcile and just say, it's okay for me not to believe this and yeah. for me to go, that's wrong. Like that's, that's wrong, but I like, I still believe in these other aspects of the gospel. Mm-hmm. How else would you stay? Yeah. How else would you do that? If you weren't just like a devout, like, you know, mm-hmm. straight conservative Mormon, how else do you do that? How else do you reconcile that? I don't know. You don't. And a yeah. lot of people are leaving mm-hmm. by the droves. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you are born in Provo. Your family kind of moves around for your dad's job. Mm-hmm. Um, but your dad, your parents are religious. Mm-hmm. You grow up with all these sisters. Mm-hmm. And you, all the way, all the way through high school. Yeah. And even, yeah. So and you, into marriage, right? Into marriage. Yeah. Oh, okay. Into marriage, too. All right. Got married so, in the temple. So. The whole thing. So real quick, I do just want to clarify because I know that is like a thing that uh, the Mormon community will say is like, oh, well, you must have been sinning or you must not have been that much into it you if you're going actually, to walk away. No, yeah, no. So no, I was. I was, I was yeah. drinking the Kool-Aid. Tell, can you, <laughs> you know? do you have like maybe one or two experiences where you can just like kind of show like, no, like really, I... I was in it. I mean, going on a mission. Yeah. And and working at the temple. Working at the temple. That's a big deal. Every Tuesday. Yeah. You, it yeah. was like, it was Maddie's temple day. Yeah. I love like, that you remember question. the day. Devoutly. I didn't even remember the day. Oh, no. <laughs> you remember. remember. No, yeah. because it was, it was such a serious thing. And I, um, I like, loved yeah. it. Maddie. I loved it. I yeah. really did. I had a good, I had good experiences uh-huh. there. And I had very oh. deep conversations with Maddie at the time. So, I mean, I can attest to how in it she right. was yeah. where How I was wrong your testimony yeah yeah it and she's always deal. been open-minded like mm-hmm. Maddie has always um been kind in that mm-hmm. way so was she the pretentious stuck up judgy this is how it's supposed to be yeah no yeah. not at all I felt like she was always open-ended but she was always very firm in her beliefs yeah. like but do you think that some people I I think that some people are look at that and go obviously she wasn't she wasn't super into it if mm. she was open-minded if she was open-minded like that mm-hmm. if she was oh and, and i think that's changing i think that there's yeah. a lot more open communication about yeah. those kinds of things and, and saying like that's okay to to question it's okay but mm. what's not okay is if you question and you come to a different Wait, conclusion yeah, i love right? that because you're oh, viewing people wow. from inside the church and i'm viewing it from an outsider right. perspective right from an outsider's perspective of not being in the church Maddie was in the shit. Like, <laughs> yep. like I was not in it. She was someone who. But I was. Lived but that. I was a progressive Mormon. Totally. But I would never have known that. Yeah. I would never have yeah. been like, oh, well, Maddie's different than that. Like, I was like, oh, Maddie's the kind of person that brings converts. Maddie's the kind of person yeah. where I was like, I didn't bring any converts. Well, I didn't. I didn't baptize nobody. Well, I mean, a couple people. But. Well, I'm just saying though, like, <laughs> but at they're that out of time, the church now. <laughs> they're not a part of it anymore. <laughs> But it's just like, so yeah, she was totally in it. Like, I I mean, yeah. my vision of Maddie is Tuesday mm-hmm. at the temple days and mm-hmm. we would have conversations and she would share um, Book of Mormon passages with me. And mm-hmm. and like, did I really? Oh, yeah. Like you would be like, oh, I, I had this thought and then I thought of this. and But I didn't like um, come to you and be no, no, like, no. I read this and I thought about you. No, no, right? no, no, no. I hope no, I didn't no, do that. No. Maddie is always. <laughs> I don't think always, I did that. I feel like we've always been spiritual. Yeah. So our conversations have always, always led spiritual. to like a very spiritual level and so it was more of like us sharing an experience not i never to the felt, same conclusion yeah a lot totally. of the time mm-hmm. like it was it just vibed yeah we oh vibed. yeah we just we would vibed. share souls yeah. all the time yeah. so so uh but yeah maddie in my opinion and how i saw her was like a very lds i would explain her as a very lds woman yeah. at that time and yeah and the fact that 
I felt like in New York, I loved New York and I didn't want to leave at all. And I had the thought like maybe go on a mission. And I was like, nope. Like I completely shut that out. And then, and then it just kept coming and kept coming. And it was like, okay, then this is what I'm supposed to do. And it's, it's going to be a good experience. And this is what God wants me to do. I, I think I hesitated. I mean, just because of the idea, I, I don't like the idea of like going door to door. And I don't like the idea of, I, I, I have this problem. I don't know if it's a problem, but I, I struggle with the need to articulate myself well and be perfect in how I'm saying mm-hmm. things. And I don't, for my whole life, and I think this is part of like the patriarchy in the church, I don't feel worthy to, maybe not worthy, but I don't, I don't feel like I know enough scriptures and I know enough mm-hmm. doctrine to be able to you say. You don't feel good enough. Right. To, to be able to say my opinion on things or say mm-hmm. like, this is what I believe. Mm-hmm. And like, and, and, and I'm seeing that and I'm working through that in therapy right now. Like I, I, I have these conversations with specifically men. It's never women. Mm-hmm. I, like I'm noticing that it's never women, but mm-hmm. specifically men, I feel, I feel intimidated mm-hmm. if, if they push back at all mm-hmm. on my opinions on things or on whatever I'm saying, I just shut down mm-hmm. and I just go, and I go inside myself. I don't Ooh. know. Can it's I just say, you are not alone on that. This is like actually eerie hearing you Cause it's put exactly, words yeah. to feelings, I feel often. Yeah, yeah. I never, like, whenever I'm around women, I'm just like, oh, it's so easy. Like, look it at is. our energy. Like, yeah. oh my gosh, this is amazing. Like, the and we can have, we can have disagreements and it doesn't feel yeah. really threatening. It's not threatening at all. Yeah. In fact, it's really, like, it's educating. I'm just like, oh, I didn't like, think what that makes like you that. feel like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Like, I am more curious about right. when you disagree with me. Um, and with men, it is very different. I right. feel very, very shut down. I feel very scared mm-hmm. about how they will react. I feel very nervous for how they will respond mm-hmm. to me. And that I won't be able to say the right things. I and I, I'm not definitely not saying the right thing. I'm not educated. I didn't go to, I didn't finish college. So mm-hmm. I obviously can't have these conversations until I am educated more. Yeah. And, and I felt that in the gospel. I feel that mm-hmm. in, in conversation about politics and about just everything that's going on in the world. I, you don't do enough research and you don't understand it enough. Yeah. And you don't have the words to articulate yeah. it well. And so you are not worthy to have these conversations yeah. and it's okay. Like people shut you down for a reason because yeah. you don't, you don't understand what you're saying. Ugh. Do you think, and, and I'm working through that and that, yeah. that's a, that's just a big deal in general for me. And so yeah. therapy, go do yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> same, same here. Yeah. I, I just had this conversation with my therapist like two or three weeks ago, but do you think that that comes from, is that because like we didn't hold the priesthood, like we weren't priesthood holders? Mm-hmm. Like, do you think it's because like men have this authority over yeah. women? Absolutely. Is that where, is this where we got this from? Yeah. I don't know. I'm 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 still deconstructing like I'm still trying to like figure that out I think still in the thick of it yeah like my therapist was like that's that's because of the patriarchy that's because of the 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 situation you grew up in the the environment you grew up in and 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 yes that resonated with me but I'm still trying to figure out okay what specifically in the church led to that because I didn't I wasn't feeling at the time like oppressed and like yeah. I'm a woman and so I don't have like I didn't even think those things until mm. until the last 3 or 4 years mm-hmm. I didn't even I mean I I could recognize that other women felt like that but I was like oh I've never yeah. experienced that yeah. when well, I did I know I did it's just figuring out what specifically was I told and what messages was I taking in mm-hmm. that led me to those conclusions? Because it's obviously pretty deep inside me. Yeah. If I'm having these 
this these reactions to men outside the church too yes. just men in general yes mm-hmm. Some, yes. something's going on yes you know mm-hmm. none so. none of the men in my family are in the church but like i feel with them strongly or even and i'm like super into politics and i feel like oh man i could talk politics with you all day and love it um and if i talk to men about politics i'm like oh my god can i don't know here? yeah yeah i can't I feel, do this yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah um the other thing that's really interesting with that is they have we have an answer for that like we know why we don't have their priesthood like right. we don't feel oppressed because mm-hmm. they couldn't they couldn't have us feeling oppressed or they would lose all the women right. so they like put you us have on a, a pedestal you have a role you you get to be a mom and men don't get that they don't get that opportunity to bear children and have that intimate relationship with mm-hmm. their kids and oh, um they don't I, they don't they can't they can't connect with that. their children oh my god it's right? sickening but but, but that's but where you added, that's what you're being congratulations told. wow you yeah. are so yeah you are so unique yeah look at me you get mm-hmm. all of the responsibility of raising a child like mm-hmm. I, I remember i remember yeah <laughs> in the temple in the endowment session like there's there's a point where like the men stand up yeah in like when when eve comes into like the, you watch the film right yeah. and, and when the when the um, when Eve comes into the film, the men stand up, and I I remember feeling like, oh my gosh, they respect women they so much. They, they're look at them yeah. honoring us, and it's like, well, they're being told to stand up. They don't freaking understand. Yeah, they're like, they oh god, stand up now. Doing. Now we're doing it. Okay, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> that's really what's happening. But like, that's it's just like you're right. Sacred, sacred, beautiful roles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. They couldn't let us feel, they couldn't have us feeling oppressed or the whole thing would crumble. Right. So they tell us these different things. But one thing that I have been thinking about lately, sorry, we're kind of getting distracted, but I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. One thing I've been thinking lately is that how it's so interesting that they split up the gender. So you have like young women's and young men at a pretty young age. So like beginning at age 12, the men and women are separated. Age 12. Even eight years old, like activity days versus like Boy Scouts. Yes. That's like, that's yeah. Yeah. So we're separated and I'm realizing that like the things that I was taught in young women, that was different than what the men were taught in young men. Like vastly different. Men knew about polygamy. Yeah. Young women, they're not telling us about Mm -hmm. polygamy in young women's. Oh, Mm -hmm. hell no. No. They're like, Joseph Smith was such a community man. He was taking in these women whose husbands were tarred and feathered because we are peculiar people and we were being persecuted and Joseph Smith was just taking in all of these women to take care of them. Like what a phenomenal caretaker. He was. He's amazing. <laughs> That's I'm sure how- he's a great guy. I'm sure like he was really nice and whatever, but at the same time what are you yeah. what are you doing that's not yeah. like you can't be that great of a guy <laughs> so if you're doing that so like that's yeah. how it was like i mean we're all new we're all nuanced right and we all have good and bad in us so oh sure. for sure whatever but for sure that was a lot of bad <laughs> yeah it was a lot of bad <laughs> yeah honey, honey. especially if you're if you're trying to be like a voice for this religion and you're in power and you're like god speaking to me that's so wrong. Yeah. That's so wrong that you use that against people. To take, and to not only mm-hmm. just marry young women, to take another man's wife. That just feels mm-hmm. like a real low blow. Have to you me. gone into the whole, <laughs> you, you haven't like listened to no. any like podcasts like that or like in, mm-hmm. you don't know any of that? Well, like kind I, of, no, haven't it's, gone into it's any of that. It's very interesting to me that it's like, you probably don't feel like you need to because no. you know you didn't grow up in it. But yeah, you know there are things that I feel like I have to deconstruct from the culture. But I feel like a lot of it was things. ways of how I was treated and yeah. and how it, it um, reinforced this idea that because that I felt like I wasn't enough in my in my own way, not right. um, 
because I felt like on the outskirts of something that mm-hmm. I wanted to be in on right. and yeah. all right. of the adults I've always been a people pleaser yeah and <laughs> always and so parents would put me in really awkward positions and um I've always been actually really intelligent I feel like I've been able to keep up with adults for mm-hmm. a vast majority of my life yeah but I could tell that it was like an analytical thing so I remember one time being st- stumped by a question of like something about a steak and and my brain was like a steak and and i understand now it's like isn't a steak like where it's like a lot of churches in in like one big mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. yeah multiple wards belong so, to a steak yeah so i like i like knew the wards and i knew like the bishops and all yeah. that but then like it was like, like a steak. steak the only thing i could think of was like cuz my family was real yeah. real You're big decent, fry tip and we're like <laughs> A steak. steak. Oh my and gosh! Like a steak. Yeah. Like, wait, what? What are you talking about? And 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 so, um, and then just being asked to leave right. after something like that. So so just recognizing that an adult figure is analyzing mm-hmm. me, and then when I Whoa. didn't answer correctly, I was asked to leave. So it was like, Whoa. if I knew the right answers, I could keep up. But then, if I didn't, I, have I to didn't. Have to go. And so there were things. So I, I mean. I was a weirdo. I walked to church sometimes. Like, I really wanted to be in on it. But my parents, um, which they allowed me to be myself, but they did set boundaries. Like, yeah. they were like, no, missionaries are not going to come and nope, thank you, do that. Yeah. Like, so um, I feel like I have my own thing from it. But no, I don't feel the need to go through and try to understand the doctrine. But it's more of the treatment and and that of the of the community that I feel because like I have to Because you're interacting with people who have this trauma and mm-hmm. you're like, okay, I want to understand that at least. Exactly. And and a lot of loved ones, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a lot of, I mean, like you and, yeah. and, and, and you know, tons of people that it's like, I see you and, and I just want to be receptive. Like I feel like I want to be like, yeah, I like want to know that I stand in solidarity with you and that I'm – I'm here for you, and right. it, it's it's a tough thing, and yep. so we're kind right. of all in it together here yeah. in yeah, Utah. We are. we are, and so yes. it's like can't get away from it. Yeah, and and so I feel I feel really ignited and excited about um, seeing this movement on social media, where I'm I'm seeing people that I love speaking out and, and being inclusive. Being yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, and just and 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 you know through my own learnings and teachings, like I really do believe that innately we are all worthy within each of us. Yeah. Like we are all unique and um and and that feels very strong to me and so it's is that easy for you to believe was that is that like was that hard to like really believe really believe that Mm. or was or did that just come easy because you didn't grow up yeah you weren't like god is watching you you are not good enough you should repent you're touching yeah god hates you. Ew. Not a bad okay. word. You're a woman you and you touched yourself? Ew. No. Yeah, okay. right? No. Um. Actually, me feeling not good enough came comes from a really young age because, you know, at eight years old, I was ostracized from all of my classmates mm-hmm. because everyone was getting baptized. Right. I wasn't. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I have my own roots of feeling not good enough, mm-hmm. but that has always resonated with me. Like I, my mom is so good at like humanity. Like my mom's just real good at it. Mm-hmm. And that was just, I feel like ingrained in me. And Your as mom's I, amazing. thank you. She's amazing. Love my mama. <laughs> um, but well, let's be honest about why she is that way because she also grew up a little bit different. She mm-hmm. was in, her parents were very in, mm-hmm. but like she knows what it's like to be different and to feel different. And so she has this compassion yeah. Because she has experienced it herself. Right. Exactly. And so, and that's different than, well, I'm in and you're not. So 
I probably shouldn't interact with you because birds of a feather flock together. And God, I don't want Satan to get me. Mm -hmm. Dude, Satan's going to pull us Mm -hmm. down. He is. Satan got to to us. Oh, yeah. Satan got to us. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, get this. The other day I was thinking... And I'm like, oh, I don't, I, some, something happened and I was like, oh yeah, they do that in the temple. And I was like, oh my gosh, I don't remember what we do in the temple. But I remember they said that if I fall away, God will wipe that from my memory. And I was like, oh shit, I fell away. (laughs) Crap. Crap. I fell away. I don't remember what we do in the temple. Yeah. Yeah. Or it might just be that like I haven't done it in a long time. Is is that, are you saying um, they'll wipe it because then you won't be judged? At the, in, no, the, in the final no, days, like the memory no, of the I temple. won't. I won't remember what oh, to do because because it's so I, sacred. Yeah, I have not lived. I haven't lived and kept up my covenants. And so when I go to do the secret handshakes with God, I won't remember them. Oh, dude, I remember. He wipes them from because my I worked at the temple and I like yeah. I was very involved with that. <laughs> yeah, you will, yeah okay yeah. yeah. So anyway, so yeah, I was like, oh yeah, they told me this would happen. I'm like, that got they weren't right. It, it's just because I don't do it all the time. <laughs> Duh. Okay, so okay, so you were in it. Yeah. When did you, when did you start really questioning? Like, did you have like little questions all growing up, or were you like you did not question it, and then all of a sudden you were like, wait, what? I wouldn't say that they were necessarily necessarily questions growing up. It was just my parents taught me different than what was being told in church. But obviously, still a lot of stuff was getting to me, mm-hmm. like just innately, like it like it's just inside of me, even though I was being told different from my parents. Yeah. Um, mm. What kinds of concepts were they kind of teaching you different? Was it worthiness? Okay. They were te- they were teaching me different, but yet I still. I still believed a lot of it. And I mm. still, like, I feel that deeply, like, okay, you're not worthy. Well, just kidding. You are. Stop. Why Why are you believing yeah. this still? Like, why is this still a problem for you to, I don't know. So, yeah, worthiness was a huge thing. My, I just remember resonating with that so deeply when my dad would talk about it. Like, all you have to do is recenter yourself. Recenter yourself and you're good. Like, you don't need to feel not worthy and, like, just mm. just agonize over it for weeks and not not participate in in um the sacrament or going mm. to the temple because you did a bad thing like yeah. we're worthy yeah period you are worthy but did i fully believe that because of what i was being taught at church no yeah but but it did resonate with me from what he was saying so that's i mean that was a big thing like um, you, you heard him say it, and you longed for it to be true. And it felt so. I, I was like, "Yes, that's true. That's true." But obviously, I was still taking in something at church. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, you have young women's leaders. You have Sunday school. You have whatever they're saying at the pulpit and sacrament. Yeah. You do something wrong. You got to go talk to a man, a, a bishop, and mm-hmm. you need to repent. Yeah. Like that's you're and being you're told only, over and over and over. You're that only you, fully repentant when he says uh-huh, you are. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Not great. Yeah. yeah Not great. Yeah. So then, so it, you said it was like maybe more current issues that came up that you're like, well, hold on a second. Yeah, it was, it was more when I started to like kind of wake up a little bit. And I don't know, I don't know if there was a specific time where it was like, hold up. Like this is, because there's a, there's like a catalyst for a lot of people, like the 2016 um, baptizing, like kids can't get baptized if their parents are gay. Oh, yeah. Like that was a big deal for people. Yeah. And it was for me in the sense that I was like, this is wrong. But it was easy for me to say, but they're wrong sometimes and that's yeah. okay like yeah. it, they're wrong and so and but it's okay for me to set true. that aside because that didn't feel true and it was like 
that eventually will go away and mm-hmm. and you focus on the people that are being hurt right now and sympathize like empathize with them, sympathize empathize with them but that wasn't hard for me to do that wasn't yeah. hard for me to to like grapple with because i'd already grappled with the idea that god or that they're men yeah mm-hmm. they're men and they make mistakes yeah throughout all of this there was never one thing there's never one thing that just made me go hold up there was just like little little things and i had to be i had to be like walked like led my hand had to be taken and i had to be like step by step walked out of the church Mm -hmm. by god like i like i i I think a Mm. huge part of it i think a huge part of it i came home from a mission and i had a mission companion who was very like i think she taught yoga she was very um earthy and felt like just was so in tune with herself and with like just it just just that energy side of things mm-hmm. right and so I came home and I was like I think that's what I want I wanted I want to get my teacher training so I did that at 3B yoga and my whole family got into it my whole family got into yoga got into like kundalini yoga mm-hmm. like the energy side of things my mom's always been kind of that that person that believes in that energy side of like um, energy work and like I she I or I grew up with my mom taking me to like iridologists where they like they read your eyes like it I always oh, cool. like understood that side of things mm-hmm. um so yeah that that energy side of things just resonated with me a lot so I I got my teacher training my whole family started getting to just this like seeing that there's things outside the church that can add to add to what like my daily practice of Mormonism right but it wasn't until I had my daughter my first daughter Mm -hmm. in 2017 and my good friend Rachel came out with the book Mother's Milk I don't know if you know it's a heavenly mother it's it's poems about heavenly mother and I didn't I didn't ever have a relationship with heavenly mother until that book came out and it was just like it sank in so heavily like it was it was so true it just Mm -hmm. felt like this is so i like i needed to i need to explore this like feminine like this this divine feminine side of things because it's real and we're not being taught it and Mm -hmm. i don't know why we're not being taught this but this is that it resonated with me so much and i've noticed over the years and this is a lot of people are like say that like heavenly mother and and the the idea of heavenly mother and um letting her speak to you and whatever is what lead a lot of people away and that's actually that's true because you uh, and it may be different for everyone but for me I was able to listen to her and and understand understand myself a lot a lot better and be in tune with myself a lot more Mm -hmm because I wasn't being taught by a man and that was important for me to be able to separate a lot of things. I needed to be like taught by a woman Mm -hmm. and that was so incredibly spiritual for me. Um, So I think it was the idea of Heavenly Mother that was like, like I, 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 I listened to her and I, like I, I interacted with her. I would um, have experiences where I'm doing, I'm, I'm, have doing yoga or I'm like doing imagery where I'm just sitting and imagining God and Heavenly Mother and Christ in front of me and I'm being told to walk away or maybe not it wasn't a walking away at first it was like the very first thing was a year 
was it? No, it was like 2018. So yeah, maybe a year after I had my daughter, I was told to take off my garments. Mm-hmm. And that was Heavenly Mother telling me that. Like it was, it was like, this is important. And I was like, what? <laughs> what? Wow. If God's the one that told me to put these on and this is important, why am I being told to take them off? Mm-hmm. But I trusted that. I trusted that because I had listened to that voice before and it, and it produced good fruit. Mm-hmm. So I took off my garments and that within the next month or two, like I, I realized I was wearing them out of guilt and there was a lot mm-hmm. going on with my, like my image of myself, mm-hmm. my body and just really unhealthy things. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, I couldn't see that until I took them off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think if I, if, if my path was to stay in the church if I had put the garments back on, it could have been in a lot healthier, a lot healthier uh, mindset. Yeah. And it wouldn't be led by guilt. And it wouldn't be, I, I don't know. I Like, I understand that there's a lot of women that have to deconstruct these things. And then they feel like they need to stay. And that's that's fine. That's fine. And so, but I think for, for me, so much had to be, everything had to be taken off the table. Yeah. To be able to see what light I was viewing it in. Yeah. And then put things back on if I like yeah. if I still resonated with yeah. it and I didn't resonate with the with the garments and so that I didn't put those back on and then I recently recently posted about like my my feeling of getting a tattoo and I saw the image in my head and and it felt necessary and it felt like you're being told to do this and it, that sounds batshit to people in the church it's like god would never yeah god would never tell you to take off your garments and god would never tell you to get a tattoo but at the time i i had a, an amazing bishop in my ward and i sat down with him and i told him what was going on with my garments like i felt like i needed to not be wearing them and he was like you are so far ahead of where so many people are spiritually and you you're on the right path and keep going keep going Mm. and to hear that like I think that was so encouraging for me to 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 hear from the patriarchy from a man tell me that this is good yeah that you're listening to yourself and that's important yeah so I kept going and not just because of what he said but but because of how I was feeling and and these these ideas that were being deconstructed yeah you were actually compelled you Uh were compelled Mm -hmm. and so yeah so I got my tattoo and I've just been getting them ever since. We just keep coming. I can't stop. Um, I love them, but also yeah. I, I think a lot of it. I'm I I see my body. I like my body a lot more with these yeah. tattoos. Like I yeah. I embrace my body more. Like I've always I've always hated my legs because I they feel too like lanky and like I look like Gumby like walking around <laughs> right. Like it just I've always felt like that. And I recently got like these thigh tattoos and. I love my legs. I love showing off my legs mm. now. And it just felt, it just is like, it's just so good for me to like deconstruct that belief of whatever it was, yeah. whatever I was being taught about my yeah. body and yeah. it needs to be, you know, covered up and whatever. So was, was that belief about your life, by the way, oh my gosh, I like am loving this so much. Thank you. <laughs> this is very, um, very vulnerable. This is like your real spirituality. Yeah. You're not sharing the speaking points that are super safe to share this Mm-mm. is like your actual experience and i your don't i don't um feel the need to censor anything yeah Whoops. oh and sometimes I'm, it's a little too much no uh-uh. um, not sometimes too much. it's a little it's much. not but or welcome I, to the too much table yeah <laughs> you're enough yeah <laughs> i love that so 
the things about your body did the was it because you are responsible your body is responsible for how the men around you behave Mm -hmm. was it around like well if you're showing too much leg you're you're putting bad thoughts in their minds or is it because your your body is really a weapon and you need to like contain that or or what was it i'm sure that that's in like inside of me like I took that you know to heart but I don't remember those thoughts in my head Mm -hmm. but that could also be I have I I have some trauma from when I was younger that recently like within the last year and a half like came has been coming out Mm. um and a lot of it a lot of it is like I, I think my body responded and it makes me forget things like it's, mm-hmm. it's like a that's a trauma a response yeah it's also it's also part of ADHD which I realize I have so I don't know if it's ADHD or if it's trauma I don't remember a lot of things mm-hmm. it's hard for me to remember things so mm-hmm. like you you bring up things from when we were at your like living at the same house and I'm like I don't remember you're like what <laughs> not that I don't I didn't love that experience with you 100%. but like I when you remind me I go oh yeah Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I like, I just, I forget things so easily. So mm-hmm. I think a lot of, like, I, I probably did have these thoughts, but I don't remember it. I don't remember it. But I'm I'm now seeing w- the way I respond to things. And I go, why am I responding like this? Mm. And I have to, like, sit and, like, try to figure out what it was that I was being taught or what I believed about myself. And that's really hard for me to, like, get past that, like, wall that mm-hmm. is there. Um, so I think a lot of it, I don't know. I don't know what it was that was being, I was being told, but I do, I see it in my body and I go, yeah. something had, like something was, yeah. someone was telling me something that I yeah. don't, that was wrong. Yeah. Something yeah. was sticking that was And I don't mine. think it was from my parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what else could it be? It had <laughs> yeah. to be the church. Yeah. Because it wasn't, I don't think it was my friends, right? Yeah. Like, I don't think it was, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, I think it was just the, the society we live in here Absolutely. in Utah, yeah. you know. Well, it's completely drenched in Mormon culture. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah. Okay. So you, little by little, things just start piling up. And you begin to develop this relationship with a heavenly mother. Yeah. You yourself become a mother. Right. And you decide to follow that, like, feminine energy direction. Right. That energy pulls you out of your garments. Yeah. Yeah. Where else does it take you? Yeah. So it Mm. didn't feel so much like things piled up. It just was like, oh, deconstruct that. Like, get rid of it. Mm. And so it wasn't like I I couldn't reconcile these things. It was like, you got to figure out how to get this out of your body. You did. Okay, move on. Like, move Mm. to the next thing. Yeah. So it wasn't like this, like, at the end, it was like, I have to like like it's purge just, like, it all yeah, yeah and like my shelf broke and it, like I know that that's the case for so many people but it didn't yeah. feel like that for me so it was just deconstructing a lot of things and it was me trying to like figure out how do I still stay in the church and how do I sit in church and listen to these things and and a lot of it was just me sitting there listening and going okay that's I don't believe that anymore so I've got to reconstruct that in my brain and I have to like Every time someone says something, I have to um, repeat it in my brain to be what I actually believe, mm-hmm. right? And so that, like, I'm just hearing these things and I'm 
exhausted at the end of church because I'm I'm having to mm-hmm. take what their words like their mm-hmm. words and just reconstruct them to what feels right yeah. for me and that yeah. was really exhausting yeah. it wasn't at first because I still believed a lot of things but slowly as I was being walked out of the church and like my hand was being held by mm-hmm. Heavenly Mother and was just like this is what you need to do I it it just it started to get too too much mm-hmm. and I and I didn't recognize that at the time until I actually said I'm done yeah a, a lot of it was just me trying to figure out how to stay in the church and mm. and feeling like I need to stay for other people I need to stay for because oh, I, I'm a progressive yeah. thinker and yep. I and and I yeah I don't know I I still think that there are people like if you're still in the church then there there's a reason for it right now and 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 you are helping you are helping those that are in the church that that are being raised in these toxic with these toxic words mm-hmm. right and and part of me is just like I wish that I could have stayed like with this whole thing that happened this week with Elder Holland mm-hmm. I felt I just felt helpless that I couldn't be that person for people in church and so I I texted my dad and I was like if I bought you like a, a rainbow tie or a rainbow pin would you wear it and he's like absolutely so he wore that today to church <laughs> mm-hmm. he's such a good dad because, but that that's who he is mm-hmm. that's who he is is he's always been the person staying out in the yeah. hall talking to people who who don't want to be there right mm-hmm. and, and who are struggling and he is that person he, like he doesn't fit the mormon mold and he wears jeans to church and he <laughs> right like he's he's still like he teaches at byu so like we can still um trust him mm-hmm. to to like obviously he's still listening to the lord mm-hmm. you know he's still like doing the prescribed things but he's different and and there's something about him that I need to like I see and and I feel loved and I feel accepted with who I am. And part of me is just like I I loved being that. I loved being that voice that was a little mm-hmm. bit different. Yeah. Um okay, hold on. This is actually really really important. I think this is like this is one of the heaviest things and one of the things that keeps people in for a long time. Mm-hmm. Why? Why do you feel like if you leave you can't help people anymore. Why do you feel like because your voice no longer matters? Because you're not trusted. Because is be, it because because those and I saw this. I like I I did this when people left. You don't trust those people anymore because they're not listening to the right voice. And so I have to listen. Like I listen to what you're saying, and I go, "Who's telling you that?" And was it God? If it was God, great. Like mm-hmm. I'm resonating with that, but mm, that's not. I don't feel like that. But you're not. But but I can't believe that because your covenant. You're not. You're not doing. You're you're drinking so, and you're getting tattoos. So Satan must be telling you this, right? And so you're like. I think that that's such a huge you're thing. Losing you're losing it. You're you're you're, you're unraveling. You're not, mm-hmm. This person is unraveling because they're drinking or they're smoking or they're yep doing X Y Z. And so and now you're not trusted. You're not trusted. Mm. That voice is not. You're not trusted anymore. Mm. And I and I really feel like I'm trying to change that and I'm trying to sympathize with both sides because because a lot of people come out and they're so angry and that's yeah. so necessary the anger is uh, like that's such a huge thing mm-hmm. I, I like i i really believe that those people who are angry that is a grieving process and it is necessary it anger is a cleansing mm-hmm. emotion and it is needed to work through what you need to work through with yeah. the church and yes it, it's like anger in any setting you need it. It's necessary. It shows you that boundaries have been crossed and it's not okay. But 
you can't sit there for too long, right? Mm-hmm. And it's okay mm-hmm. for you to still feel like, like this came up with Jeffrey Hall in this week. I'm just like, this is not okay. And I'm angry about it, but I can't, I can't sit with it. And what do I do about it? Like, yeah. how do I move forward with this? And, and still like be someone that can sympathize and empathize with those that are still in the church or those that are out of the church that are really hurting from mm-hmm. these words. Um, so anger, I think you need to move past it eventually, but that's all in your own time. Yeah. That could take years. Sure. Right. So I don't know. A- angers. That's a whole, yeah. that's a whole other topic. Yeah. I don't know. So you felt like you had to stay in it so mm-hmm. that for other people, you could be a trusted source mm-hmm. when the no words that were me. coming out of their mouth were painful. You could provide solace for those that it was harming and they would, be- they, they would, they would, and they would come to you and they would listen and yeah. they would uh, like i like i could be that voice you that could said hold them you could you yeah could let them and feel seen. and when i said you need to listen to those emotions and you need to feel those things and mm. you need to listen to yourself and if you don't feel like you're connecting with god then let's figure out how to connect with god and and if it's not the prescribed motions are they going to believe me yeah when I tell them there's other ways to do it and yeah. not, not even like you have to step away to do that. Like there's other things that you can incorporate into your day-to-day religion and in, into Mormonism that can help you to, to uh, trust yourself and to feel what you need to do and understand it. And this is a whole other topic that, that is so like, I just was mind blown when I realized this. Um, the idea that we feel we feel god we feel like we are god we are Mm -hmm. love right but we feel it in our bodies and if we are disconnected from our bodies which you are in Mm -hmm. the church there's a disconnect Mm -hmm. because you're told that your body is an enemy to god Mm -hmm. and you have to overcome those those temptations temptations those manly yeah yeah, those yeah exactly so if they can separate those things then you don't you don't feel God in the in the way that you need to feel God, right? Oh. So it's all in your body. And and if I'm telling somebody you need to feel this in your body, but they don't trust me, I'm not a trusted source to say those things, then they're not going to believe me. And that that's what kept me there for a long time. A long, long time. Oh, Hold on. Sorry. You really did just blow my mind. And um, I, I think, I think right, yoga, though, yoga talking, was such a huge yo- thing because I was feeling it in my body. Yes. And I was believing myself and I was saying – this is good. That this is, is good. I'm feeling myself in my, uh, yeah, I'm feeling my body and in the present moment mm-hmm. here. And I, yes. Uh-huh. And I am worthy to feel that. And I'm mm-hmm. not, I, no one needed to die for me to feel worthy, to feel, oh. to not feel shame. Right. Like that is, oh, yeah. that is such a huge, that is such a huge thing. <laughs> That's such a big thing. Oh my gosh. Can yeah. we dive into it a yeah. little bit? Cause I would actually yeah. like to hear you talk about it. Why do we need somebody else to die for us in order for us to be worthy? I don't know. What? Oh my gosh. The hell? I don't know because I I I'm <laughs> last last year when COVID happened, I had already been going through this like I had this like we call it like the magical tour like me and my sisters like we were taken through the idea of past lives and just like this whole thing that was so anti to like what you're taught in the mm-hmm. church and I was I was that was so real and yes. I and so I had to well at the end of that I was like how do I how do I sit with this in church how do I sit with this 
with the the doctrine that I was that I've always been taught and I had to like I was I was told I, I sat down to do my day like my my not daily I didn't do it daily but I had sat down to have a conversation with God and with Heavenly Mother and with Christ this was like a common thing for me and I was like trying to get inspiration and they were like it's not supposed to come from us right now you don't need to please do not listen to us you need to take us off the table set us aside and listen to yourself. And that was, uh, that was a huge, that was, mm, that happened. And then the idea that it was wrong, that Christ had to die for us to feel worthy. It was, that was, that was one moment that I remembered that I broke down. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that, that is, it, it just was so scary. Mm -hmm. The idea that Christ might not be who Christ is. Mm -hmm. has always been for me because I, I kept telling my like my whole life and and up until that point I believed like I still believe the doctrine and that mm -hmm. was what I held on to you're being you're all you're always told in the church hold on to those things that you know are true and that's what I rod. knew were true that's what I knew was true mm -hmm. right that was so true and if it wasn't true then what, what? The fuck was there was nothing to? to hold yeah. on to anymore yeah. I had nothing to hold on to except myself when I was told from God to, to, to listen to myself, it was like, how do I, how do I do that? And I went into a major depression and I don't know if a lot of, I, I went into a huge depression right before I got pregnant again. And, and I always have major depression when I get pregnant because of me being sick and being on IVs and literally living in my bed in the dark for months at a time. So I don't know how much of it was my depression from, from that, but I, couldn't get out of that mm -hmm. depression I was yeah. like Christ is not who I thought he was it, not in the sense that like he was lying to me but I was lied to from other people and I was told something was wrong or I was told I was told the wrong thing so that was just so overwhelming but it took me months to grapple with that and like be okay with it and just say okay then what then what is he what is he is he supposed to be in my life and I still feel like he's a great he was a great leader and he was sent here to teach us, I think, how to balance the light and the dark. And and he, I think he was just like any leader that, that we've had where, you know, like Buddha and, you know, all these, all yeah. these, all these other he's, ideas. He's he, just, he was just an enlightened being. Right. He was enlightened and he was teaching us how yeah. to listen to ourselves. Yeah. But it wasn't in the plan for him to be killed like murder for he did us. not sacrifice himself and right and he and was taken and murdered did he take that and make it a good thing yeah and 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 can we learn from that absolutely and and i still like i i know why i resonated with that like there was there is something to the atonement but i don't understand what it is and i don't think it was necessary mm -hmm. i think it was just turned into a good thing or it, it, he took it and and tried to help us mm -hmm. but do i believe it was because we had to he had to die for us because I sin. No, absolutely not. That is so toxic. That feels so toxic to mm -hmm. me. So I took that. And then the idea that I have to listen to God, not listen to God, I that, that I need to turn to God for everything where I have, I like something's wrong in my life and I need to pray about it. And I need, I need God to tell me what's going on. Rather than I asking don't, yourself what's going yes, on. Yes. Yes. Like that, that started to not resonate with me mm -hmm. anymore. The idea that I had to do that. Um, yeah. And and so 
like trying to fit, trying to grapple with that. That was really, really hard. The depression was really real. Um, but then being able to sit with it long enough that I said, like I, I came to the conclusion and that, that this is where I'm at right now, but I mean, that may change that God and Heavenly Mother and Christ are examples and I can follow their examples. And what they're trying to do is teach me to listen to myself because if we go with the I, like I don't know how much I believe this but and and I do on some level just because this is what I was taught but the idea that if we go with the Mormon doctrine that you die and you um eventually are able to be your own god of another world mm-hmm. right if you're going with that thought then why are we giving away our power to god and saying do it all for me Mm-hmm. And we're giving away our power to Satan and saying he's the one pulling me down. Mm-hmm. No, it's, it's, in, it's in us. Yourself. It's in us. And, and God's trying to teach us how to listen to ourselves, how to find that power in mm-hmm. ourselves so that we can do that eventually, so that we can yep. govern ourselves. Yep. Mm-hmm. Because it, it, he's like God and Heavenly Mother, they're not going to be the ones – helping us on those planets create those things mm-hmm. and be gods yeah. we have to learn how to do that so why aren't we lis- why aren't we doing that why mm-hmm. aren't we listening to ourselves and, and in some aspect the, ch- the church does teach that but there's also another message that's like that just this this idea and this is in a lot of religions where you just you have to pray you have to listen to god yeah. and god's going to tell you exactly what to do mm-hmm. well that god is you outsourced your, from you right yeah. like, you give your life over to him mm-hmm. you give yes. your life to god yeah yeah rather yeah. than discovering ask. him right. in you right yeah. which is they are somewhat of the same but they're very different right, right. where right. um and it's interesting how you're talking about that disconnect to the body because um so something that i've learned through yoga and meditation it's been I mean, wildly transformative for myself. Like, and 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 I I resonate with you when you are saying there are things that I don't remember that have been revealed to me or have been um, given the space to surface. Let it come up, yeah. Um, yeah. And and um, and I've had experiences like that in the last couple of years. And if you would have asked me five years ago, oh, did this happen to you? I would have said no. Right? right. Um, so it's almost like a remembering. It's a remembering of self. Um, and it's letting that wall come down and you, you can see it again. Yes. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't able to discover those things without mm-hmm. that connection to my body because, you know, I had a disconnect with my own body. And so healing that and feeling safe and, and being able to succumb into, a, you know, a relaxed posture where, you know, these answers are given but there is a real oh my gosh I, I there's a real thing when i when i like let my spine like straighten and my head <laughs> bow a little bit and my crown is able to connect like through my body to the ground and up to like the heaven like there is a real uh, centering there yes anyway keep going yes no it just blows my mind though because I recognize that through my disconnect in my body, that is why all of these years I've betrayed myself or that distrust has grown, right? And so that's interesting that they're keeping that distance from the members inside of the church, right? And and do they fully realize, does everyone fully realize that now? No. Sure. Do do the leaders understand? Maybe not to the degree, like it's just how we've always done Mm -hmm. it, but that's 
that's not an excuse. Like, yeah. sure. like you, that needs yeah. to change. Well, you can't, you can't use that as an excuse. Yeah. And I, and I, I actually, I really doubt that too, because they are very intelligent. I mean, these are very intelligent, wealthy They're not men. idiots. They're, they're not, not idiots. dumb. And they a lot, saying. a lot of this is brought to their attention. Yes. This is brought to their attention. By, all, by a lot of members. Like, they have, yeah. It's a full People are contacting business, them. you guys. Yeah. It's, it's like, they, they are, have, they have, there, there are, before they are out giving a speech, there are multiple meetings in a closed room yeah. where there are conversations and, happening. And if somebody is bringing this to their attention, are they just ignoring it and not sitting with it? Or if, or are they sitting with what these people are, like the members mm-hmm. are saying, like this is this yeah. doesn't feel right? And they're just... Pushing forward. Pushing forward. Yeah. They're, are they ignoring it or are they pushing forward? I don't think they're ignoring it. I think that they yeah. understand what's yeah. going on. Oh, 100%. And they're moving forward. I think it's they're distracting. Plan. They're distracting it's a with other things. Decision, for sure. Uh-huh. Right. They they choose. Like, right. well, you know what? Kind of the whole gig depends on this. So, right. like, right. we got to sustain that. Okay. So, something I'm kind of realizing is you have not been out for very long. Officially out? No. I left... I, and I haven't taken my records off yet, but okay. um, not that I wouldn't want to. I just haven't done it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, it's a long process. It is a long process. I'm in the middle of it. Are you? And I've been for like, I think over a month now. Oh my gosh. Well, how long have you been out of the church officially? Uh, Let's see. Officially, probably eight or nine years. Yeah, exactly. Like there's, it, I think that's a full process. Yeah. And it's like a... You have to come to terms with it. Yeah. It's still a big deal yeah. to do that, to take yes. off your, your okay. name off the record. Well, I just want to know, because you're married. You're married in the church. Yeah. You have a husband. You have a, a family yeah. where you've discussed it. Your siblings have left, and your dad is pretty open-minded. But what is your husband saying? What is what is this? What is that dichotomy with your in-laws? Or is that even a thing? Is that not a thing for you? What is it like for you have two beautiful daughters? Yeah. What is that? What are these decisions looking like for you now? I'm so excited that they don't have to grow up in the church. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. for a long time, like the last couple of years, I was like, what is that? Like, am I doing them a disservice? Like taking, mm. not taking, like letting God be in their life and be the main thing in their life. I don't believe I don't see that anymore. I am so grateful that they don't have to have these negative things in their life. And will I, will I mess up in teaching them what needs to to what they need to hear? And yeah, of course I will. And can I do it all myself? No. I need I need to let them know that there's other things like there's there's resources outside of any religion or anything I'm teaching them that can help them and if God's what like if their view of God is going to help them get through this life then that's great um but I'm grateful that they don't have to to grow up in anything toxic um because I'm realizing that there's so much even in the doctor mm-hmm. there's a lot of toxicity yeah. there's a lot of stuff that mm. feels wrong um so so with my girls I'm just grateful um Jonah I don't know. I don't know where exactly where he's at. He every time we have a conversation, he's like, "Yeah, oh my gosh, yeah, I agree." But does he know what he wants to do right now with things? No, I think that he still believes a lot of it. I don't think that he'll make the decision to ever go back. Maybe he will, but I don't. Th- I don't think that that's where he's at. Right. He just doesn't know 
where he sits with things. And I think that he's still discovering how to listen to his body because you just don't do that as a man and in the church in general. So I think he's still trying to figure out, well, how can I still be spiritual? How can I still, because, Mm. because when you are like you, when you sit down and you, you read your scriptures and like, you're, you're trying to get in tune with yourself. And so you do feel, Mm -hmm. you do feel the spirit. Yeah, there's a fruit there. There's, there, there there's is. something there. And and do I believe that there's a man that is the Holy Ghost? No, but you do, you do, you're tuning into yourself. Mm-hmm. So there is something there. So how do we still, how do you still get that? Mm-hmm. And how do I do that day to day in my life if I'm not reading my scriptures, going to the temple and doing the prescribed things? So that, that that's, I mean, everybody has to figure out how to do that yeah. when you leave the church. So I think he's just trying to, trying to grapple with it, but he is fully supportive. Every time I post something, I usually try to say, like, will you read this and tell me, does this feel like, mm. are, are you worried about me posting this? Are you, like, part of me is like, are you just secretly being like, my wife went off the rails, she's crazy, mm. <laughs> she left the church, yeah. which I know he doesn't believe that, but yeah. I just have that fear. Sure. Yeah. Um, but he, But he's on board with me with a lot of those things. Um, my in-laws, I don't know. One of his sisters has left, and I just respect her so much. So the fact that she left, it's like, okay. <laughs> like, my mm-hmm. sister left, who I'm just, like, I, I trust so much. And then his sister left, and I'm like, okay, this is, I'm I'm in the right direction. And that's not the only reason I'm, I'm right, you right, know. Right. Mm-hmm. But um, the rest of his family, um, I'm sure still struggles with it, but they don't say anything about it. Um cool. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know where they sit with things, but they don't make comments and they still embrace me and love me, and which is great. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but I haven't had a lot of, just in general, I haven't had a lot of pushback on mm-hmm. things. Um, not until I've started to post a little bit about mm-hmm. it and, and not a lot of pushback. Yeah. Mainly from men. Sure. You know, speaking up and saying things and I'm like, am I wrong? Am I, was I wrong? Should I have left the church? Even though I, I am solid in my decision. Yeah. It's like, you're questioning me. Maybe I should question myself. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think a lot of it is because of COVID. So I'm, I wasn't going to church. I wasn't, um, I haven't been interacting with this, with people as much mm-hmm. unless I post about it. I don't have conversations daily about this. So if I, if I did have conversations, would people be pushing back? Um, I do, I, I have a best friend um, who has struggled a little bit with it, but I fully empathize, empathize, that is empathize, empathize, sounded weird, um, with her struggling with it because so much of our relationship was based on understand, like feeling the same about mm-hmm. the church. And yeah. she's, she's grappling with where she's at with the church and she, she, right now she wants to stay. And I think that's great if that's where the conclusion she came to. Absolutely. Um, but we're trying to redefine our relationship and that's, that's hard. That's, that's tough. Yeah. That's tough. Um, Super tough. so just trying to figure out who, I, I just posted about this, who like I, feeling seen, mm-hmm. feeling like that's really hard to feel seen in, um, a culture and a society that is prominently Mormon, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so I think getting married, that that was like hard trying to figure out where my people having kids, that's a whole nother level. And mm-hmm. now leaving the church, um, trying yeah. to find my people. Um, yeah. but it's coming. It's slowly happening. Totally. You know? Yeah. 
So, oh, yeah. I mean, keep making comments like they did this week, and I don't think it will be slowly. No. no <laughs> yeah, because it's be extremely leaving. harmful. It's very abusive. Yeah. It's and so toxic. It's yeah. so harmful. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Okay. So and he's he, not an idiot. He knows what he's yeah. saying. So many people are like, well, they took it wrong. Like, like people are taking it wrong, and that's not what he meant. Yeah. No. We can't keep saying that. No. Yeah. They are and not also, idiots. They are very intelligent, yeah. well, educated men yeah. who know what they're saying. And when you when you dissect it, it's actually, like, incredibly, like, an art form of gaslighting. Yeah. Like, oh, oh he did that, like, We are literally in a narcissistic uh, relationship. In the church, yeah. you are in an abusive relationship. Yes. That may, I'm sorry to if any of my Mormon friends are listening to this. We love you. But yeah. maybe, but maybe but it, it is, would be validating. It is because, abusive. Yes. Like, you are being gaslighted just Oh my gosh, you could get into so many things in the church. You yeah. just go, wait, what? Like my sister just left a narcissistic relationship of, of like 15 years and watching her relationship and then seeing, it is, it is parallel. Yeah. Like it is exactly yeah. the same. And I'm like, how did I, how did I how believe did I that? that? Well, yeah. you can't, you, you yeah. don't, you don't question it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, for sure. Okay. So it, so you are you are going to church and the whole time you're sitting in the pews listening to the talks, you're trying to decide, okay, how do I stay in here? Because yeah. I love the people I'm sitting with yeah, and I want to be a trusted source for them. So how do I stay in? And then COVID happens and we're like doing church from home right. and like a lot of these barriers kind of just go away and disappear. Yeah. And you said, you said there was a moment when you're like, okay, yeah, I'm out. Well, I think some of so many of us didn't, didn't, we didn't go to church and so and and keeping up with um virtual church was you know hard and but so so many people started to trust themselves more and realize that they didn't need to go to church yeah to Mm -hmm. to trust themselves and to feel i i always use the term the spirit because that's what that's the word word they gave us to use to feel centered and Mm -hmm. whatever um, so I think a lot of people, you know, woke up and, were, and there's the world in general woke up during COVID. Um, well, we, we were stuck. Yeah. We were in a position where like. With ourselves. Yeah. And so. With no one else. We were just witnessing. It was a, yeah. Yeah. At such a helpless standpoint. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We were just yeah. helplessly witnessing. Yep. And, and not moving so fast that we could just brush it off. And, and as Mormons, you didn't have. Uh, you weren't going to church every week and you weren't being told how to process these things. And so you had to learn how to process it on your own. Mm-hmm. And that that was huge. Um, so I wasn't really, like, I, I was pregnant and I was so sick and I was in the dark of my room and I didn't, I couldn't even, I couldn't, when, when I'm pregnant, I can't, for like a couple months, I can't, uh, listen to things I can't watch tv I can't see screens I can't or else I'll throw up like I can't even like half like there's a couple weeks where I can't even like turn my head without throwing up so I wasn't going I wasn't Mm -hmm. doing anything spiritual whatsoever Mm -hmm. because I was just in survival mode um but after I came out of that this last like January February I was like maybe I should like log on and just like listen to um Sunday school and I realized, I don't even remember what they were talking about, but I realized that everything they said, I had to, I had to sit with and go, how do I, like, okay, mm. I have to change that in my brain to, to be able to feel 
what it is that actually I resonate with. And it was everything they said, even down to God and Christ. It would be Ford. That was my base. That was my, mm. that was what I held on to. And I was like, no matter what they're saying, I believe in exactly in Christ, in, in Christ right. and, in, and in God and, and how they're teaching it. That's what I believe. And I didn't believe that anymore. And I was like, this is too much. Like, it's too exhausting. Mm-hmm. I can't, even though I still want to be there for other people, it is not. It's not good for me. It's not healthy for me. And mm-hmm. and if I keep this up, there will be consequences. I will, I will not be okay. Well, you're in a, you're in a place where you're saying, who do I choose? Yeah. Yeah. I've been. Myself, my listening to myself. Mm-hmm. Or listening to others and listening to... Or keeping myself in a container for someone else. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Like, or sacrificing myself for the good of someone else. And so many... Like I have a, I have a, a friend that I was recently talking to and she was saying, I don't want my answer to be to leave the church because I know how my kids are going to be viewed. I know mm-hmm. that that's so... That's going to be so mm-hmm. hard for them yeah. to be seen that way. Mm-hmm. And so can I, can I... Can the answer be stay and help other people? And I was like... Sure, that can be the answer, but I don't think that that can be the answer for very long. I don't think that that is sustainable. It it can't be sustainable. It's not sustainable. Well, like, if it's to help other people, I mean, think about it. It was necessary for you to get to this point where you're like, okay, I choose myself. So, like, when we stay in to help other people feel good about being in a toxic relationship with God, we are prolonging. We're just putting a Band-Aid on Mm -hmm. very abusive behavior. So, like... Do we stay in for other people or do we come to a place where like we are personally okay and let them get to their point where they decide they have to choose themselves as well? Like do we keep putting the pillow on the floor so when they fall down it doesn't hurt? Right. Right. Or do it we, needs to hurt. And I think this week it hurt hurt. for a lot of people. It's going to hurt because it is such a massive untangling they have a hand in every aspect of your life how you spend your money what clothes you wear who who your friends are what you do with your time down to the like your cells everything yes is surrounded in that everything is is drenched yes in that your sexuality yes oh my gosh your friendships your relationships your oh my gosh and coming out of that it i thought that i had deconstructed a lot of Mm -hmm. things but the second that i said I'm done. A world of things were was open up to me, and I was like, "That was like it, it was like leaving mm. an abusive relationship." How did I? How did I believe that? How mm-hmm. that is wrong? That is so. This is I mm. can say, and I know that this offends a lot of people, and I try not to say this in conversations with active Mormons, but this is a cult. And this is toxic, mm-hmm. and it and and for me to say those things was really important for me to go. Mm-hmm. Your, your experience was valid mm-hmm. and feeling that way, feeling this way is valid. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just, it, I, I couldn't see everything that was wrong until I stepped away. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> some people will say, you're not listening to Satan, but I'm listening to myself and mm-hmm. I'm, and I'm feeling, I'm, I'm centering and I'm, and I'm understanding myself so much more. And I'm realizing well, that this is abusive and yeah. I needed to take a step back to realize that. Yeah. That's also yeah. just like such a barf Ola statement of like, <laughs> it, it bothers me so badly when people are like, oh, well, Satan got to you. Um, and I think that you actually posted about this where you said something like, don't mourn for me. Like, mm-hmm. that's just such a 
yucky and gross thing. Like, like don't act like you know best for my life. Mm. I am saying with the words out of my mouth that I am thriving. And and yeah. my countenance has not diminished. And if you and if you say yes. otherwise, you're lying. Yes. How can you not see that yes. in me? Mm-hmm. I well, am so much better. Exactly. It it yeah. brings me back to the Brene Brown quote where she says like if you're not in, like if you're up in the stands and you're not in the ring with me, it, I girl, your yeah. comment ain't even ain't even landing. Yeah. I had know, a like, I had a comment on one of my last posts of like I did like a three-part post. Um from my brother-in-law, actually. And, again, I was like, a man is questioning uh-huh, me. And, yeah, and sure. he is the nicest guy in the world. And he, sure. he he's the most, oh, he's, he's so loving. And so I know what he was writing was not said in any way to, like, attack me at all. It was just like, well, what about this? And I was just like, okay i'm wrong i'm wrong yeah. yeah um but i did like like what he brought up it it's it's a grieving process for everyone especially even in the church it, you mm-hmm. have these relationships and and it because it's everything you are when someone leaves the church it feels like they're leaving you when they're not they're mm-hmm. leaving the church and we can still have a relationship oh, right oh my like, gosh please say that again <laughs> because the church is everything you are down to yourselves, down to every everything in your life. When someone leaves the church, it feels like they're leaving you because it is everything you are. And so it feels it feels like an attack on you. And so when someone's saying it's a yeah. cult, yeah. It's yeah. you're being attacked. You personally are being attacked yeah. when that's absolutely not the case. Yeah. Um, um it's so it, I don't know. It's yeah. so overwhelming. It's so hard. Oh. But so so what he was saying though is you can, like it's not okay for you to um, direct how someone grieves. It is okay for them to grieve. What's not okay that I and I said this. What's not okay is the language that we use. The language that you used, like there, even in conversations with other Mormons, their light has diminished, and Ugh. I'm mm. I'm sad that they've um, that they've. Uh, abandon their covenants and they'll figure out in the, in the next life that that's harmful and if you're saying that specifically if you're saying that to the person that hurts mm-hmm. but even if you're saying that in the church that perpetuates that mm-hmm. like your kids are hearing that um, and they're going to say that eventually too yeah. yeah so can we change the language around people leaving so that it doesn't it, I, so it doesn't perpetuate the harm right and and the 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 idea that you have to grieve like, like, it makes sense that those leaving the church need to grieve. And right now it does make sense that those in the church need to grieve. But but why? Like, why, why does it have to be that way? Can we change the language around or, or change how we interact with, um, with those leaving the church and say that leaving the church is if, – if we said that leaving the church is an option, mm-hmm. would it be so hard for those staying in the church to – would they have to grieve when our when when other people left? Hold on, I just had a major aha moment because of the way you said that. Can we just think about that for a minute? Because leaving the church is not an option. It's not that in and of itself is a cult. Yeah, it, it's abusive. It, you have to stay in that abusive relationship. If you say leaving the church is an option, you would be going against the church, which means like it is a cult because it is not okay for you to leave. Oh my gosh. Okay, sorry. Just but, what you but, said that. But, I was if, like, yeah. but if we but if we did use that language and we said 
it's always an option. It is always an option. Yeah. You don't have to stay here. Mm-hmm. Do you want to stay here? Figure it, like, figure it out for yourself. Listen to yourself. And if you come to that conclusion, then great. You're not listening to Satan and you're not like, right. you're not going to find happiness anywhere else. The Mormon religion does not have a monopoly on happiness. And and you can find the fullness of happiness mm. outside of the church. You can. And and. It's not the full. It's not the fullness of truth. There is truth in the gospel. That's why people still resonate with it. That's why they say. But there is truth everywhere, everywhere, everywhere you go, even outside of religion. You're gonna find truth, and you're gonna find what works for you. And just being okay with people to like walking away and saying, "That's a great path for you," mm-hmm. and and we're it's gonna it's gonna be great in the next life, no matter what you mm-hmm. do, like. You choose this path. That's great. You don't have to like we, we say so much. You they're gonna accept it in the next life. Yeah. Like uh, temple work is such a huge thing. Like mm-hmm. we're giving them an opportunity to, to accept yeah. it, and if they don't, then that's on them. Like there's yeah. like whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But just being okay with people because if we did get but if we did get it, that option, then then would can, it be not to- toxic and not yeah. be a grieving process when people left? Well, yeah. can and we, we would trust them more, right? Yeah. We right. would trust their opinion, right? Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but no, I'm you're just fine. thinking how, like, can we just sit with that for a second that we have living people today who are being told that they are responsible for already dead people um, and, and then and yeah. other and people's, other people's, yes. Salvation. salvation. That's what I hate about so, missionary work. So even when you're going, so heavy yes. to put on a 19-year-old yeah. kid. Well, so even when you're going to the temple, you're not even going for yourself. You're going for this already deceased person. And then the, the, the crazy thing about all of this idea, too, is that that person still, quote unquote, has an option in the next life. Yeah. It, well, if they have an option, then let them do the option. What am I doing here mm-hmm. on this day for them? Right. If mm-hmm. they right like it's just a very it's an odd thing so all of your spiritual experiences you're you're they're teaching you to be a martyr you're going to save someone else rather than to what would it be like if it was like if the temple was truly about self and truly about like going and centering yourself centering and and finding and and nourishing but it's like this whole step-by-step process of it's like well, you're going to go for a little Genevieve uh, from 1808. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Lord fucking bless her soul. This is her third time. We hope she chooses it. <laughs> you know, it, it's weird. It's I, just, it's, like, I, it's kind of a weird concept, but it's so ingrained. But, but it's it's also intertwined with a lot of truth, right? And so you, so you're feeling it, you're believing it, you're, you're, you yourself are resonating with it. Like wh- the reason I love the tempo so much was because I already have this, like ability to feel my family members who have passed but are you going to the temple to center yourself or are you going to the temple for another reason and you really do believe when you go that it is a beautiful thing that you're going for other people because you really believe that you're helping save people mm-hmm. and that idea that we are supposed to save other people missionary work going and if you don't do enough baptism or you you don't you don't reach your numbers that's on you and yeah. you're worth you're obviously not worthy enough to yeah. to help these people but but even when people lead the church like I see these comments this hasn't happened to me yet but I see these comments on other people's pages of women who have left or just people who have left and it's like your light is diminished mm-hmm. or, or they're, they're not, maybe not in a negative way, but they're like, 
I just wish like it makes me sad and all these Mm -hmm. things because you're taught that if you Mm -hmm. do not reach out and continue to try to get them to come back to the gospel, then God's not going to love you. Yeah. Or, or like, it, that seems really harsh, but that's really like at the, at the bottom of it, that's yeah. really what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And you're supposed to be bringing people back to Christ. Mm-hmm. And that's beautiful, but also that's really toxic. Like yeah. it feels beautiful when you're in it, but it, when you come out and you're like, mm, that's a little abusive. It's yeah. a little toxic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Keep saying that word. Toxic is just <laughs> the word of the day. Well, I, it, because it is. Yeah. You make the decision. You leave the religion. How long ago was that? That was in February. What are like the gifts that you feel like you've received to know that you're like not in that toxic environment? And if you could go back to your younger self, maybe it's like when you were sitting in the pews and you were like trying to deconstruct as they were talking, or maybe it's even younger, like before you go on your mission, like, I don't know. You can you can tell us, but like, what would you tell your younger self to like yeah. help ease the shame and the yeah. pain of this process? To your first question, uh, I don't know. Just it's it's all still coming. It's all still. I think I'm going to be deconstructing for probably my whole life. Trauma is real, and it and it it takes a long time to go through it. A couple things. I mean, I'm I I don't think that this was there was a barrier as much because of the church, but I am starting to see and be able to communicate with people that have passed on or people who, you know, the Mm -hmm. other side a lot more. Um, And I think that's because I'm more in tune with my body. I was able to do it before, but it was in a very limited way because of some of the things that are taught um, about our bodies. That I, like, I am spiritually connecting with nature. So yeah, so that, that type of stuff, I, I'm realizing everything is so much bigger and so much softer. There's not so many hard lines. It just felt really rigid. And now I'm like, I'm so much softer with myself and everyone around me. There's a lot more grace for, you know, things to happen, um, for you to live your life. Yeah. That type of stuff, like the idea of past lives, the idea, like it just, it's so much more expansive and I'm, and I'm able to let myself sit with those things here here like oh i wonder about that like is is that a thing like oh past lives is that even possible i don't know i'm able to let myself go is that an option is that possible oh if if it's not that's okay i'm just gonna like set it aside or if it if i need it for the day then that's great and then i'm gonna set it aside and i feel like a lot a lot of mormons would push back on that because it's like you need to hold on to something there needs to be something for you to Mm. believe in and I do. I believe in myself. I believe in there's power inside of me and I can find that. Mm-hmm. Yes. I don't need anything else. Yes. And there are things out there that can give me guidance that I need for the day, guidance that I need for that week or for yeah. that year. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't have to always be real and I can take it off of in front of me. Mm-hmm. Not not a box. It's not in my box. I don't have walls anymore. Or I'm trying to still take down some of those walls. Yeah. But so that's to your first question. My uh, my younger self, it's so hard because I don't really connect with my younger self as much as I would like to. Mm-hmm. I've done some trauma work um, for my younger self. Did I had an experience with mushrooms mm-hmm. um, when my trauma came up 
from when I was younger about sexual abuse. I did. I I felt so strong. I was in the church at this point, but I I was told you need to do this, and so I went through this whole experience, and I was able to work through a lot of stuff really quickly. And I wouldn't have done that before all of this, yeah. you know. But because of that, I was able to kind of connect with my younger self a little bit more. But there's still so much that is just blocked from me. I guess just looking back and seeing seeing my what's inside of me right now and the toxic things that are just coming up, I think a lot of it has to do with worthiness mm-hmm. and and just knowing I wish that I would have known that you are always worthy like you that period there's no Mm -hmm. end period (laughs) there is good and bad in all of us but when you make a mistake you can always recenter yourself and it doesn't have to be this grueling process Mm -hmm. of you know like there's some religions that are like, like like there's I don't know the toxic religions of like whipping yourself for you know like this many times or like you have to do these certain things to become worthy again there's um this quote that I recently posted from an interview about the uh Jeffrey R. Holland thing that happened this week Mm -hmm. um and they were going through just talking about kind of the accreditation of the school and if they lose accreditation in some areas like what's what is that going to look like one of the things he says in in the podcast, let me pull it up. He said, we have this idea that certain sexual relationships place you beyond the pale of fellowship, so we defellowship, or beyond the worthiness for communion, so we excommunicate. Most other religious organizations with universities take the position that if you're a sinner, you need more fellowship and more communi- communion, not less. And while I don't, I don't agree with like the idea of sin and Mm-hmm. sinners and whatever but if you like change that word to be you've you've like left your center mm-hmm. and like you you just need to recenter yourself yeah why why and this is this has been a question for a long time in my life because of like conversations with my dad and and him trying to grapple with this why are we putting so much shame and and yes. saying you need to take a step back yes. from if, if the sacrament is supposed to be this connection to Christ and to God, mm-hmm. why are you telling them that they can't connect to God? Yes. Why are you telling them that they can't go into the temple where it is a place to center yourself? Yeah. That's so, that feels so wrong. Yes. You're not supposed to just like do it on your own. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, you are in some aspects, but, but like telling, telling people that you mm. are not worthy to do that, that yeah. feels so wrong. And so, just knowing that, like, no matter what I was doing, was I doing bad things? No. Yeah. I didn't kiss a boy until I was, like, right out of high school, right? Like, I I, I yeah. didn't masturbate till I was married, right? Yeah. I didn't even, like, just yeah. just those types of things. But, but I still felt guilty about a lot of things, and I still felt shame. And that's not I, – I just wish that I could have deconstructed that earlier. Mm-hmm. Because that would have saved me a lot of shame and mm-hmm. guilt. And it could have been so much bigger and so much, yeah. I could have been so much softer with everyone around me, mm-hmm. with myself and everyone around me. Absolutely. So yeah. there you go. I, I hope that I don't, I didn't offend a lot of Mormons. Yeah. Because I'm still in connection with a lot of Mormons sure. and, yeah. and I, 
I want to take their yeah. their relationship with God and their their relationship with the Mormon Church into consideration in these. Uh, I I don't believe in the all or nothing. Right, like absolutely. like it is all everyone needs to leave the church and everyone doesn't. I I believe that there's things in the church that absolutely have to change, but you can still be in the church. Mm-hmm. Well, and I know? think that some people uh, enjoy structure. I think that mm-hmm. some people have a hard time finding social circles. It's a great way to have a community. Yeah, it's a beautiful um, way to do that. And that's such a that's such a strong thing for the church. Yeah, absolutely, like that community that that communion that yeah. sitting with other people and connecting is, yeah. is beautiful. Absolutely, yeah. and and there's a lot of fun things that go. You know, even in the neighborhood that I grew up in, there was someone that had a boat, yeah. and they would like you know yeah. do a day where they took everybody to Deer Creek, and it yeah. was like this big picnic and this That's big so gathering, cool. and it was so yeah. cool, it's so fun, right? So there are like a lot of good things, um, but you can find that you can. Yeah. It, it's it's going to be harder, mm-hmm. especially here in in Utah, mm-hmm. but. That happens everywhere. Yeah. Absolutely. You can find your people everywhere. I think that it's just like remaining open, right? Um, remaining open to those opportunities and, and those things. And um, so I think that the church can be great in yeah. structure for a lot of a lot of people, but it's harmful in the messages that it sends and how they don't, you know, especially in light of what Jeffrey Holland said this yeah. last week where he is not an, an unintelligent human being. And, and so it's things like that where it's like, That's ah, so that was so not, bad. that yeah. wasn't cool. That like really, that really sucked. Um, and, be, and active members of the church are going, hold up. Mm-hmm. That was wrong. And that's a big step for people yeah. to oh, say huge. that's wrong. Huge. It's huge. And, and hopefully when they take that step, they'll be able to do it more often. Absolutely. And I think I hear you when you're like, I don't want to offend anyone because I mean, I grew up also in this community. I have so much love mm-hmm. and appreciation, you know, even back from my childhood where young women's leaders, yeah. right? Like where it's like I have been so positively affected by uh, this community in so many ways. And so it is hard when someone feels like you're pointing a spotlight mm-hmm. on, on on them. them. Yeah, because it feels hard. Like if somebody's putting a spotlight on me, like it feels uncomfortable, yeah. right? Yeah. And so uh, just to reiterate, it's like, yeah, no, we love you and we accept you and we want what's best for you but we also believe that you innately are worthy in on your own yeah mm-hmm. yeah and yeah that's different yeah you said it beautifully earlier you said the church doesn't have a monopoly on and you named some things happy happiness yeah, so, yeah and yeah. i just want to like yeah the church does not have a monopoly on jesus yeah the church does not have a monopoly on peace yeah like there are so many mm-hmm. things that like that's great if you find that within the religion and on also light. that's such a big thing it's like yeah they, like they are still teaching that where it's like you're you can see it in, yeah. in the members of the church they're, they're so much lighter yeah mm. yeah and mm. the church does not have a monopoly on that and you can still experience that without and i think it's important it's so hard it's very hard to tell these stories it's hard to hear these stories but the hope of this isn't to like insult people who are Mormons. Right. The the hope is that like okay, well, I was once a girl sitting in the pew. Yeah, you were once a girl sitting in the pew. I was married in the temple. Like I experienced these things, and I feel more joy, wholeness, happiness. I actually feel like a way better connection to Jesus. Like I did not like him when I was in the church. I was like yeah. that guy is scary. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, whoa, Jesus is dope, dude. Yeah. Did you He's just so hear what cool. he said? Yeah. He said, yeah. you know, like. Yeah. Yeah. As you do unto others, you do unto me. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, did you not? Like he's saying like, we have to be good to each other. Like, yes. So yeah, I think that the hope is that if you have 
if you feel like you are wallowing in shame, if you feel like you are not good enough, if you feel like you don't know why everyone is leaving you, right. they're not leaving you. Yeah. They're leaving the religion. And I'm not trying to pull and we people still love away. You. I'm not trying to like, you have to leave your religion. No, like I, no, I, I in the, especially in these like dated, like these in face-to-face conversations, I'm oh, not going to yeah. attack you and no. your... I may be right now with other people that aren't in the church be yeah. like, it's a straight up cult. <laughs> but I'm not going to say that to you no, I, because I know that that's, a, I know yeah. that that's hard to hear. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, and you don't believe that and that's Absolutely. okay. It's difficult because when I'm having these conversations, what I need for these active LDS members is to say that I hear that you have something and we can talk about that and it can be about you. Yeah. But right now, I'm talking about me and my experience and how I found myself. And I'm not attacking you. And I'm not attacking you. And it and and so we can we can create space for the table, right? Like we can we can create space for that. I'm I'm still trying to figure it all out. I'm still trying to figure out where I sit and what my beliefs are and so I'm going to say things wrong mm-hmm. and I'm going to probably hurt people's feelings and try to forgive myself for doing that and forgive me for doing that please like if yeah. if I do that but yeah we're, we're trying to put language to something mm-hmm. that is so much big that to, mm-hmm. to something that doesn't you can't describe mm-hmm. you can't it's indescribable absolutely but that doesn't mean you don't still try to try yeah to exactly. put language to yeah. it exactly um well, and it's yeah. a magical when you do, because even when you were saying something, I was like, oh my gosh, I yeah. know what yeah. you're talking about. Yeah. Like, I've never heard someone. So you keep trying. Yeah, you keep trying. And so I, I just, I just hope that it's, doesn't come across as like too offensive. And if I do, I'm so sorry, but I'm just still trying, yeah. you know, much love. <laughs> anyway. We just want to share a big thank you to everybody who helped make this episode possible. From the bottom of our hearts, thank you. Drop into our DMs. You can find us on Instagram at itotallyrelatepod. Or you can share your feedback and insights with us at itotallyrelatepod at gmail.com. We totally want to get to know you. See you next time. Peace out.